Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mm. Well, that's sad sounding music. Don't say that about the icon of all sports <laughs> Welcome in, welcome back. He's Mark Rohde. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Joining us now, behind that music, joining us on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park, from The Athletic, is Kevin Fishbane. Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? We're doing great. We're UMA. We're upright, mobile, and asymptomatic. So that's how we're playing this thing. Uh, Kevin this week wrote, and I quote, Leonard Floyd had 11 and a half sacks combined from 2017 to 19 in 42 games. Robert Quinn went to Dallas last season and had 11 and a half sacks in 14 games. So I think the Bears won that decision. Share with the class what you wrote and how you broke this down, Kevin. Well, Steve, uh, I first have to shout out my, my math teachers growing up, which they obviously <laughs> helped me uh, with that lead. Um, you know, I, I, I try to sometimes look at these uh, free agency deals. I try to be as simple as possible and look at it almost as a binary, right? Robert Quinn is a significant pass rush upgrade over Leonard Floyd. And I don't know how much, you know, and we can get into the contract and the fact that Robert Quinn is pushing 30, although he's only two years older than Leonard Floyd. But the fact of the matter was Leonard Floyd was here for four years. He was a, he's a good player. Um, he provided some big plays for this team, but he was the number nine pick in the draft, and he hasn't had more than four and a half sacks since his rookie season. And the last two years, he was fully healthy, playing opposite Cleo Mack. And he didn't get it done. And, and, and you know, I, we kind of were, it, it started to become apparent 
that the Bears were going to do something at outside linebacker. I don't think any of us predicted this kind of move to, to this kind of splash to bring in someone like Robert Quinn, who early in his career had 19 and a half sacks. Obviously, he's not that player anymore, but he proved last year in Dallas he can get after the quarterback for you in a way that Leonard Floyd simply was not doing. Uh, so to me, you know, makes sense. Throw all the money at him right now. And clearly the general manager is very focused on 2020 and making all salary cap issues for future years to be a problem for future Ryan Pacer, whoever the Bears GM is then. Yeah, 11 and a half sacks last year for, for Robert Quinn and, uh, as Kevin pointed out, 29 years old at this point. Uh, before we talk about the the offense, let's stay with the defense, Kevin, and what Steve and I were just discussing, and that is in the secondary, where Kyle Fuller and Eddie Jackson both need partners in the, that part of the field. Do you think that there will be in-house guys that will ultimately replace Haha Clinton Dix and Prince of Mukamara, or do they still have work to do in that regard? Yeah, Mark, I, I think I think right now you can say that Dion Bush has has a a chance to start next to Eddie Jackson. I know a lot of people have talked about Tony Jefferson and Von Bell, some of the safeties available. I, I just don't know how the money's gonna work out in that realm and then maybe they're comfortable with Dion Bush and and another and some and maybe someone they get out of the draft. Um, is an option, or they could try to go, you know, minimum salary, find another veteran safety. I do think cornerback, if you want to talk about team needs that remain, I would say outside corner is very high on that list. Uh, they have Kevin Tolliver, uh, who's, you know, undrafted guys, had a couple starts. They have Trey Roberson, who was a quarterback in college and then has been in the CFL. So you don't really know what you have in either of those guys. And while financially, if one of them steps up and is great, that that's that, that's the dream. Um, but I, I think you've got to get a, a better option opposite Kyle Fuller for right now. And and you can find guys. Look, a couple of years ago, they did with Prince Amukamara. It was kind of a one-year prove-it deal. Um, you can find guys out there like that, um, guys who are a little bit older, but you can kind of maybe count on them for 14 games uh, to, to play that position. I, I, I would I would think that they should be looking right pretty hard. I think the two positions to, that we still want to see if they add at would be cornerback and then offensive guard. Um, but I do think you got to look in free agency to try to find another corner. Kevin Fishbane is our guest. He writes about the Bears for the Athletic. So if it if you're looking at the best player available, best position available, and it's cornerback and somewhere on the offensive line, does does healthy Robert Quinn, healthy Khalil Mack, healthy Akeem Hicks especially, does that make the cornerback opposite Kyle Fuller less important than, an off, than strengthening an offensive line that has to protect a quarterback or two quarterbacks who um, are not reliable necessarily? Yeah, it's it's a good point, Steve. I, you know, I I think that there's this team is clearly going to turn its defensive focus into just go after the quarterback. I mean, when you have a guy like Robert Quinn, he's not a cover outside linebacker. You know, he's not going to be going out with running backs and tight ends like Leonard Floyd sometimes did. His job is get the quarterback. So that you know, you don't have to maybe blitz as much with him. Uh, so you could have a little more help for your corner. 
um, you know, that ball's going to be getting out quicker. So, yeah, you, you might not have to worry as much about getting that really top-flight lockdown cover guy um, if you have a lot of faith in what those outside linebackers can do. Um, I will note, too, you know, the, the, the style of play that Kyle Fuller employs, you know, he plays a little bit off-man. So he is, um, you know, it almost looks like he's playing zone some of the time. That's the way he's able to read the quarterback and make so many plays in the ball. And the best compliment to that was someone like Amu Kamara, who is, you know, sticks to you like glue kind of corner. So that that's the type of guy that you're looking for to play opposite Fuller, someone that's just kind of that feisty, physical, man-to-man guy. But, you know, he doesn't necessarily have to be um, this, you know, a $9, $10 million corner. I mean, you can you can get away with someone, you know, a little cheaper because your, your hope is that you're going to be forcing that ball out early with Quinn and Mack. Yeah, and then you know you do have some guys in waiting, and one of the Bears' later round draft picks last year in Duke Shelley, but he's a slot um, cornerback. Did play on the outside at college, and then Stephen Denmark, a converted wide receiver who is about six four, six five or so. But that he's a project and a half for sure. All right, let's um, let's swing it back around to the to the offense here, Kevin. And I want to know what you thought when the Bears signed Nick Foles. Was that the guy? Was that high on your list, Nick Foles? What do you think of that one? Oh, define list, Mark, because you know <laughs> who who was like... your like who who do you think was the 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 ideal guy to to back up or to start over Mitch Trubisky before they signed Nick Foles? Yeah, no, I, I think I think in terms of I'll 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 make my list sensible options knowing the Bears, knowing Mitch Trubisky, knowing the coaching staff, it was Nick Foles, was right up there with Andy Dalton, if not, you know, 1A, one, one 1B. One um, you know, I, I think there's a separate list you can make in terms of if you just ignore all that, who is the best quarterback available? And those that those were Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers and Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> and Cam Newton. Um, but that that's, that's not the route they were going to go. And so, you know, the the familiarity that Nick Foles has with the coaching staff is very important, especially because we have no clue when these guys are going to be able to get in the building and get with the playbook and start practicing. Um, so that should help his learning curve. And, you know, and, and talking to a couple people around the league, you know, Nick Foles is known as a great teammate. If he comes in here and they say, look, Nick, Mitch Trubisky's got the first shot. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing in his career says that he's, he's not going to be, you know, like he's going to be the perfect teammate. He's going to handle it well. Um, and, and he will work with Mitch Trubisky. And when it's his time to step in, we've seen what this guy's done in relief is some of his best performances in his career have come when he's had to eventually step in for a starter. Uh, he's obviously comfortable in that position. He's going to understand the offense. Um, and there's a trust factor. I imagine with Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor and John Filippo. So, from a, does this make sense for what the Bears are doing and, and for they still have, you know, there is obviously still some belief and some intrigue and, and curiosity if Mitch Trubisky can f- figure things out. Yeah. Um, was he, in terms of talent-wise, the, the best quarterback option, the best guy to, you know, help bring you to back to Super Bowl? Probably not. But th- that's just not where the Bears were at uh, this, this, this offseason. We're talking Bears with Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic right here on The Score. So Nick Foles' best year is 2013 with the Eagles. He came off the bench. 2017 with the Eagles, he came off the bench. He won a Super Bowl. He was pretty much, his career reminds me, he's like Jim Craig. That year, 2017, Jim Craig, the 1980 U.S. Dave Olympic Craig. Bowl 
No, Jim Craig. Oh, Jim he, Craig, yeah. Jim Craig, he was <laughs> he was the best. That was the best he played over two weeks and and a little longer for for Foles, but he had his Jim Craig moment and that's when it counted most and he got a championship out of it. But Kevin, here's a problem. In twenty thirteen when he was he threw twenty seven TDs and two interceptions, and then twenty seventeen when he quarterbacked the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Uh, when Wentz went down in the 11th week or after the 11th week. He was playing with the Eagles teams that were top three or better in running the ball. And right now, the Bears have a coach who doesn't believe in running the ball. How? What has given you any indication this might change to save both quarterbacks a lot of misery? Yeah, I think I think it would save a lot of Bears fans some misery too um, <laughs> if they're able to figure that out. I, you know, ju- judging by the way that Matt Nagy talked to the combine, and, and Mark could probably speak to this as well. I, I I sensed a coach that that was humbled from what happened last year and the way he reorganized this coaching staff. You know, you, you never know until the game start, but he certainly sounded like somebody who is willing to adjust and willing to do a better job of catering his offense to his quarterback as opposed to asking the quarterback to run his offense. Um, And the other thing with Nick Foles, guys, is you lose the quarterback running element of the game that Mitch Trubisky offers. So that, that heightens the importance of the offensive line. You mentioned the running game. I thought Olin Kurtz had a great tweet, you know, that day, when are we going to address the run game? So yeah, that, that's why I mentioned offensive guard earlier. What are you going to do there? Um, But yeah, this is once you decide that it's going to be either Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles, I think you have to, if you want to be successful, you've got to make sure that your running game is significantly better than it was. I mean, it has been a disaster for both of Matt Nagy's seasons as head coach. So you would like to think, if you're going to play, be a little optimist, that the, that with Laser and DiFilippo and moving some guys around and seeing what's gone on the last two years, that there is going to be a, a much more open Matt Nagy in terms of dedicating to that run and making sure that run game is more efficient. Kevin, do you think that Allen Robinson will soon get an extension? And explain to people what the advantage of that would be, obviously, for Allen Robinson, but really for the Bears as well. Yeah, Mark, I, I would. it would make sense. You know, I, I know there were some, certainly some rumors floating around about it this week that it, that it could seem like it could happen any minute. Um, to me, it, I go back to that binary conversation. 2020, does this help make your team better for 2020? Because if you're the general manager and you're the head coach, you don't know if you're still going to be in those jobs in 2021, the way the NFL is, the way last season went. So Mm. to make the Bears better in 2020, you need some more money. And right now, Allen Robinson's salary cap charge is $15 million. If you can give him a new contract, you'll probably pay him up front a lot of guaranteed money. Um, You know, tens of millions of dollars up front. But his cap charge, the way they massage these contracts, you could drop that by probably three, four, five million dollars and use that money for Nick Foles or use that money for Jimmy Graham or use it for a guard or a cornerback. And yeah, you know, things might be a little challenging financially when you get to 2021, 2022 with whatever the contract is. But right now, what can you do to make this 2020 team better? Um, and, and look, there's something to be said, too. Allen Robinson was far and away the best player on the offense last year. 
Uh, he was extremely well respected in the locker room. Um, you know, he was the the media good guy award. He was the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee uh, for the team. You know, teams like that want to reward players like that. He's young. Um, you know, I I think I, I, to me it's a no brainer um, to do that. And you can still address wide receiver in the draft where there's a lot of talented players at that position. Kevin Fishman joins us. He writes, he covers the Bears for The Athletic. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde with you on the score. The Jimmy Graham thing you mentioned, I don't get it. He didn't have a good year when uh, Aaron Rodgers is throwing to him. He has been, he has been, play, he's played offense with Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. So he'll play with his worst quarterback in his career, and he doesn't seem to be getting any better. Can you explain how this is going to benefit the Bears? Well, Steve, as I'm getting older, I'm glad the Bears signed somebody who is still older than me. So I was selfishly happy to see that. Thank you, guys. It's all about Um, you, Kevin. (laughs) You know, that was the head scratcher. That was the one that, you know, and then you see Eric Ebron the next day gets a couple million dollars less in his contract. Um, I, I think it comes down to, obviously, Ryan Pace has a lot of affinity for Jimmy Graham. Uh, maybe some nostalgia for what Jimmy Graham did uh, when he was with the Saints. And, you know, this this tight end group was so awful last year that the 2019 version of Jimmy Graham was still better than every tight end combined on the Bears. And, and, and I'm not trying to say that to necessarily defend the move because you have there were other tight ends out there you could have brought in that would we'd be saying the same things about because it was such a low bar that this group set. Um, but you know, you have to look at it like, okay, right now you don't know what you're going to get from Trey Burton. You're, you're pretty confident. You know, you're not going to get anything from Adam Shaheen. Uh, and then the rest of the guys are complete unknowns. So, you know, it's one of those things where if I'm talking to a Bears fan guys, and I guess I'm talking to them, of course, the listeners, I'd say, you know what, just, this is one of those ones you chalk up to say, okay, it's not my money. So let, let let them spend their money and, and let's see what he can do because right now you just had nothing there. I, I still think there were other tight ends you could have brought in with a lot more upside and a lot more uh, potential and guys that you could be more comfortable spending that kind of money on, but they didn't go that route. So they obviously believe that, that Jimmy Graham can give them something that they did not have last year. Um, you know, I, I will say this, though, and I've said this about a few positions – they still should get someone in the draft. I think they have like 10 tight ends in the team. Bring in 11. Let's make the tight end this year's place kicker and just make it you know, a, a, a complete kind of circus of a competition and see who the last men standing are. I like I think that. the and... most important tight end is Broniker because he's the guy going to Harvard studying infectious diseases, right? That's exactly. That's most important. Yeah, you know, someone someone commented on, on my story talking to him today and said, oh, well, this is why the Bears need so many tight ends, because one of them is out there, you know, doing this research. And, uh, yeah, Ben Broniker, if you, if you need someone to, uh, you know, if, if anybody in that Bears locker room, when they get back to House Hall, has got questions, he's going to be, he's going to, he might have to do like a town hall inside the House Hall Auditorium to field questions from his uh, teammates yeah, and coaches. Yeah, the Bears have a lot of budding doctors on their team. You know, Ben Broniker, well, I don't know if he's going to be a doctor, but then you have Joel E.A. Way, who I think he, I think pediatrician, I think that's the route angle that he was going, Fishbane, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, so there's there's some uh, there's some IQ in that Bears locker room. But to to further accentuate your point on the the tight ends, JP Holtz led the team uh, the tight ends on the team in. in passing yardage with 98 last year um so that kind of tells you everything aside from the the tight ends uh, kev i still think the bears need a, another wide receiver and I, and I like riley ridley i like javon wims but right now you're really your only proven weapon on that entire offense really like in terms of really proven is Allen Robinson. Do you think that they need and will go after another wide receiver? I think so, Mark. You know, I, I think there's two ways to do it. Remember last year they signed Marvin Hall, who was kind of a bit of a preseason star. Um, I could see them doing something yep. like that, where you're giving a one-year minimum salary deal to someone who's – so you say to him, your job is to just run. You take advantage of your speed – Take the top off the defense. Stress these safeties. You can find guys out there um, for cheap that that is all they do. They're just really, really fast. So I, I would start there, um, you know, just considering the salary cap implications. That, 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 that might be the best they can do. And then use the draft to your advantage. There are so many good wide receivers in this draft. You can get one in the second round. If You can probably find one in the fifth round if you trust your scouting department um, to try to find one of those gems. Um, I think you kind of take two swings there, one in free agency, one in draft, and try to find a dynamic speed guy. You know, Allen Robinson's a great player, um, but he's not the Tyreek Hill. Right. You know, and, and I understand that Tyreek Hill is a unicorn. You just can't find those guys anywhere. But this is an offense. You know, Javon Wims and Riley Ridley, you know, have upside, but not from a speed standpoint. You know, Anthony Miller, when he's healthy, brings a little bit of that element to you. Um, but but you still got to find that guy. You know, Taylor Gabriel was it for them the last two years, but, but he's gone. So you got to go find somebody, maybe someone who's a little taller than Taylor Gabriel too, to, you know, just to give yeah. help your quarterbacks out a little bit. So go find that guy. You can find him in free and see, and you can definitely find somebody in the draft, but, but, but you're right, Mark. I, I think you have to add some talent there. That would be a good idea. All right. Uh, Kevin, we appreciate it. Stay Uma upright, mobile and asymptomatic. We appreciate you joining us. All right. Thank you guys. Stay safe. Thanks. That's Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic. We take a break. Uh, when we come back, Zach Levine, good and otherwise. There's a couple that that's going on. And then Mark Rohde with um, sort of home theater. He's got all his Chicago, Mark Rohde Chicago stories. That could be the memoir. That could be the book. That could be something for you. We'll, we'll drop a couple stories on people. That sounds great, Steve. Okay. All right. Well... Check in with Gene and Gary, among other people, yep. and even famous. Yeah, yeah, well, um, yeah, tell you the famous person that I, well, yeah, I, I met, and we kind of hang out now, but whatever. We'll, we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, boy, you got buds. Yeah, I hope Ed isn't jealous, because yeah. I know that could happen. Well, yeah. he knows he's number one. He knows. All right. He's Mark We're Brody. Secure. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Saturday second, Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score. And welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde with you. Saturday Suckage. The WB Club. Dispensaries remain essential. Dispensary uh, remain essential employees, essentially, if you're running that. So for medical marijuana, they're there for you. Um, 
got a text that lines outside the dispensary in Ottawa were rather long, but you got to kind of got to expect that with what's going on around here. So we have some Zach Levine's. Mark, I need to share this with you. Maybe you can translate for me. We're Steve, go right ahead. I just put on a fresh pot of coffee here at my place, so um, I'm ready to listen. All right. Slam Online, we're live streaming on Twitch. Some of the best hoopers in the first Slam FTW for the win Call of Duty tournament. So can we parse, break that down? Can we give you an excellent Slam Online basketball reporting outlet? We'll be live streaming on Twitch. I suppose that's a what kind of channel is that? Just a, another streaming, yeah, streaming you, you, option? Yeah, yeah. Twitch, um, yeah, it's another it's another form of social media that the kids are doing and, um, and being made famous. I can't kids. think of the, yeah, the, You're the kids. kid on this um, show. I know, I know. I don't do Twitch though, but, uh, yeah, Twitch got a lot of attention actually during the, uh, the NBA all-star game. So, um, you need to pay attention, Steve. All right. Well, anyways, pay attention because they have six man teams in this call of duty, modern warfare tournament. And Zach Levine is on one of the teams tonight. Uh, Myers Leonard is on his team, Donovan Mitchell, always good to s practice social distance with him. Uh, Mario Hazania, that's a good name for a defensive player, Hazania. And Fatality, Fatality apparently is one of the best, most accomplished gamers in esports history and somebody, some mystery player. They'll be playing against the likes of Ben Simmons, just so you know. So that's on your your Twitch, whatever you're looking to do. Nice. Um, yeah, by the way, nice. Myers, I heard the name Myers Leonard, and I realized that that is, you could add that to our growing list of terrific Pat Summerall names. Myers Leonard. That is, <laughs> that is a good one. That's right up that there is, with Ryan Mundy I and Herman Moore. Yeah. Yeah, the Moore is really good, but Ryan Mundy was really a terrific find by you. That was that was propitious for you doing Pat Summerall when the Bears had him, and that was just great. Um, <laughs> here's a tweet from Zach Levine. I want to do my part and help my communities as much as I can during this difficult time. I'm starting off by committing 12,500 meals to the city of Seattle with at Feeding America. As you know, I grew up here in Seattle and will always be hashtag seattle strong okay that's good he's doing his part meanwhile yeah there's a there's a video of zach levine he's playing one-on-one -on -one with his pit bull and in the first possession he um crosses over and then fades away and hits a shot over the pit bull and in the second one, he tries to go through his legs, and the dog steals it from him. So there's a turnover on the second possession against his dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't resist. I didn't think I would get through that, but I just love the idea that it's so bull. It's so 2019-2020 bull. That the best player on the bull is going against his dog, and his dog steals it from him on the second possession. And Jim that is, just called a late timeout. That is that is rather perfect. You know, I'm thinking about uh, Steve too. How, 
you know, you're, you're right. Some of the, the Zach Levine, terrific doing his part to help. Jason Hayward has reached out uh -huh. as well. And I'd like to, I think that there's some things that we at the score can do too. I was thinking about this as we open up our text lines here on our laptop computers at home. And then I look at the prison list of people that are in, in score jail, those that have been blocked by our various hosts for apparently saying disparaging things. Um, and should we should we provide immunity for those that that are blocked on our 670 the score text lines here? Should we, should we free some people from from score jail? I I don't know that I'm allowed to. I have never put anyone in score jail. And by the way, you neither have I. The first, the first part of that, the people at the score, Danny Parkin started a wonderful trend and Shane Reardon picked up on it using their Venmo accounts to help people give them whatever bridge money they could for for in their Venmo accounts to help them pay some bills or whatever. Danny Parkins who's on um, maternity paternity leave and then Shane Reardon started doing it and I just think it was a shout out to them. Terrific idea as a great way to share, a great way to help people who are just in in dire straits, a lot of people who just can't work, aren't working, don't have don't have employers who are paying them time off during this situation. And God knows the uh, unemployment office is deluged. They they're just trying to get out from under all of these sudden these unemployment um, claims. So, and as far as score jail, I don't know. Are we allowed to to free them? Are we? Do we have that kind of power? I feel like it would be something that we would do and then get in trouble for. Sort of like when we were giving away tickets that didn't exist at the score, when we were we told, no, though. you can't do that. But we weren't. We were holding a contest where we gave away pictures of the tickets that real shows gave away. Oh, yeah, that's right. We, and we gave away a picture of a parking pass that like one of the like the afternoon show gave. We didn't give away tickets we didn't have. We gave away pictures of somebody else's prizes that we did have. So that's the way. That's right. That's, that's how you know we suck. So we that's that's what we did. That's all I can say is we didn't we didn't run a contest. We didn't run a contest giving away prizes we didn't have. We actually had bad pictures of that. But we have a yeah. okay. We have a texture that says, "I think I'm blocked for what I don't know." Grant me clemency. Well, if you're allowed to, if I can read your text eight one five that said that you think you're blocked, obviously you're not blocked because I can read your text. Am I missing something here? Yeah, you know me. now. I, I, yeah, no that that would that would uh, suggest that that person's not blocked. Now I'm a little conflicted now as I'm thinking about this because if I was to unblock a bunch of texters and there are hundreds of them. Uh, I feel like we would create negativity, and that's the last thing we need right now. Because if if those people became free, and if they haven't, you know, there could be um, what is it, re recidivism? Um, we don't want, yeah. yeah, we don't want that occurring, especially during these trying times. So we don't want the look. The ta the 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 text lines are always a little bit nasty, you know, because not everybody gets gets blocked, um, but. Yeah, it just yeah. There's been way too many people that have been blocked. If I could, I would give immunity to to a lot of. And maybe may, I don't know. Maybe people go. Maybe it's just a temporary thing. Like it, maybe it is like a jail sentence where you're blocked for three months and then it uh, you you reappear in the in the blogosphere. I, I'm not sure, but I don't know. I'm a little conflicted at this point because we need nice right now, Steve. We need nice.
We we are. We're we're trying to be the group hug. We suck so you don't have to, and we're trying to we're trying to hug as many people as we can. So let's take a break, and you'll come back with a, a study with a story stories of how family and friends embrace, and how it, it how it it brings the Chicago community from way out in the burbs right down to downtown. I will have a Chicago story for you. Okay, we'll do that. He's Mark Grody. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. But hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. We will do that hockey later. I have some thoughts on that hockey. It's just as well that it's gone away. Um, in the meantime, we're just we're just catching up with all of Mark Rohde's new best friends. And um, and so I think we'll just, we'll move from that. Welcome in, welcome back, Saturday Suckage, Rosenblum and Grody. And so let's just talk about a Chicago guy having Chicago moments with Itasca parents. Yes, yeah, Stephen, the voice you just heard, you know who that voice was? That was Chance the Rapper from his appearance on Saturday Night Live, where he did that wonderful hockey skit on SNL. He was actually really good on SNL. He actually he actually gave effort and didn't do what a lot of hosts do when they don't care, and that is just like blatantly read off the cue cards. I get reading off the cue cards, but sometimes it's just really bad, and he did a good job. He put his all into it, and I do have a chance to wrap up. But first, really quickly, because there's all sorts of good text messages that are coming in at 6711. Rosie and Grody, FedEx driver here. We've been deemed essential in order to deliver um, everybody's non-essentials, but you guys are essential to keeping my sanity. Thanks for powering through a crappy app and giving us a show today. Sincerely, original WB Club member and Saturday Suckage <laughs> Superfan. Um, and yeah, thank you. I, I mean, I keep forgetting groups of people to um, throw compliments to. And we've talked about the health industry and grocery store clerks and food delivery men and women. And then there are, yes, the man, it, the FedEx drivers, Amazon, whomever, Peapod, all the drivers that are delivering us things. Um, the it le- is letter well carriers appreciated. Our favorite, the mailman. We have, Absolutely. We're, we're peopled with mailmen who are doing their jobs and risking whatever they're risking and thank you for that um and uh we we wanted we would be remiss in doing our jobs if we did not mention you and for the first couple hours we pretty much were remiss but so it was wonderful i was at the the grocery store in my my uh, chicago neighborhood and i walk out of the grocery store and i'm starting to walk towards my place and coming towards me, I see a man that looks familiar to me. And then as I as he gets a little bit closer, he's holding an adorable little girl. He has um, his wife next to him, and um, he's wearing a baseball cap with the number three on it. And uh, for people who know him well um, or know his act well, that is an omnipresent part of Chance the Rapper wearing the three baseball cap. And it was Chance the Rapper. So I saw. I said, I just go, <laughs> you know me when I run into people of um, who, who are beyond quasi-AM radio fame, I, I see uh, Chance the Rapper, and I just go, <laughs> I just said, hey, what's going on, man? And he, he just stopped. He actually stopped, 
um, with his cute little girl and wife and just goes, hey, what's going on with you, man? Um, yeah, I don't think he knew me. No, I'm positive he didn't know me. Um, and we just chit-chatted for a second, and he was just literally out in the... This is a few days ago, so it's before we had permanent lockdown. Um, and um, he was just very pleasant and said, hey, how you doing? Yeah, just taking a walk here with my little girl and my uh, my wife. Or I don't know if it was his wife or his girlfriend. I'm not sure if they're married or what the dealio is there. Uh, but um, it was just a very pleasant interaction with Chance the Rapper. So I always like to get that stuff out there because you always hear these bad stories about celebrities and they were rude. Like, like Chance the Rapper, sort of like when I first met Eddie Vedder years and years ago, he was just there, and he was like he was willing to talk. Like he wasn't trying to necessarily get away from me, um, and he was just very nice. And then I thought it was odd too when he started to to question the signing of Jimmy Graham and Robert Quinn, but that was for another <laughs> conversation. Uh, but you know, it's funny too because as you remember last year, Chance the Rapper was supposed to initially. It was announced that he was going to be the the big opening act out at Grant Park for the Big Bears celebration to begin the season against the Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football in the 100th season of Bears football. He was going to be the, the artist out there, and then he didn't do it. And I had been trying to, right around then, for about 24 hours, trying to contact Chance um, to interview him um, on the radio because I thought he was going to do the act, but then quickly found out he wasn't, so I stopped trying to to bug him. But now I feel like we, we got a little bit of uh, a relationship and Chance the Rapper, good dude. And then I thought it was hilarious that um, my mom, who there's no way she knows Chance the Rapper, uh, but she was humoring me anyway as we were... <laughs> We were talking on the phone, and and uh, she's, well, you know, I listened to you talking about that on the radio, and uh, um, I heard uh, you saw Chance the Rapper. Um, that's very good. It was hilarious when she said Chance the the rapper um so yeah gene grody got a you know she she got a kick out of me running into him even if she had no idea who uh chance the rapper was and then gene also told me one other thing about washing your hands and as we all know we have been told that you know you sing happy birthday twice that's the amount of time which you should wash your hands or wash if you would like in warm water gene told me that you can also say the our father in that amount of time you can say a little <laughs> prayer <laughs> while you're washing <laughs> thanks mom so so gene grody as always coming through in the clutch in these trying times Yes, you could. I, I knew about the happy birthday. I did not know about an Our Father. I've never said an Our Father. So as long as you're sharing that from your your side, um, then I'll share this from mine. Jews don't need to pile up the toilet paper because we have matzah. And matzah <laughs> is binding and there's just nothing that we need. So we're good on that front. Um, and that's, that's good. I'm glad that, that you... Have you... I started doing the counting thing rather than singing happy birthday. Um, okay. So counting to 20, right? That's the, that's the thing when washing my hands. And don't forget, wash your wrists as part of the whole thing as well. So mm -hmm. if you're one of these people out there in radio land who does the counting thing as opposed to singing happy birthday or doing Gene Grody's Our Father... 
I now find, maybe you're like me, I find myself, I'm in the shower, I'm going to shampoo my hair, and I start counting. I don't know why. You're not supposed to shampoo your hair for a certain amount of time, <laughs> but I start counting. And then when I wash my body, I, I start counting. There's no reason to do that. The hands I understand. Do you do that? Do you lapse into that simply because it's 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 warm water and it's soap and it's a cleaning thing and oh here's a chance. I feel like Count von Count. I don't look like Gary Bettman, but I feel like Count von Count. Do you do that? I uh, no, I have not been doing that with the shampoo. However, if you actually read the directions on a bottle of shampoo, I do believe you are supposed to, you know, uh, work it into your hair and then let it sit for a while. So, you know, actually counting is not a horrible thing in that regard. If you actually are doing it right, I don't think most people actually do that. I don't think, I think people, you scrub the sh- scrub the shampoo in nicely, move it around <laughs> thusly. Pat with your, Summerall with is broadcasting a shampoo video. <laughs> oh, Pat Hughes, Pat Hughes. Pat Hughes. <laughs> scrub it in real nicely. Use your forefinger from left to right. Now let it sit for a while now rinse with warm water let it let it dive down so yeah i mean i you know i feel like this one thing that i have learned about myself is that i probably did not wash my hands enough previous to this and i certainly did not wash my hands for the length of a happy birthday or two you know i I never honestly i never realized that i just thought you know you put soap on your hands you wash your hands real quick like and then uh, towel yourself off. So there is a there's a learning process that is going on that I think that we will all continue to do even after this virus uh, does um, come to pass, which I hope it will do soon, Steve. Yeah. Um, Peoria Matt wants to know, uh, please tell me that Chance said, oh, yeah, Mark Grody, WBBM. <laughs> he said, he goes, what else you want to hear, man? I was like, Chance, man, I love your Doritos commercial. The Super Bowl Doritos commercial is fantastic. No, he does have a, I do like a lot of, uh, you know, the popular Chance the Rapper songs. Like, I can't go deep on Chance the Rapper. But honestly, I'm not even kidding. Like, the Doritos commercial he did on the Super Bowl, I think it was two years ago. I really like that 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 song or that rap that he does. So YouTube it, check it out, and uh, you'll like it. Like, and if we had spoken longer, I probably would have gotten to that. And uh, maybe the next time I run into him, I will. Yeah, sure. I mean, you guys are you guys are buds when you're done social distancing, when you're done with the uh, the sit your ass at home kind of order, then I'm sure I'm sure you will. That'll be. And one of the things, if you're the not just the Saturday Night Live thing that made him such a, a hockey legend, a comic legend, which let's do that hockey. But there was there was a bit he did with um, Subban and Subban kept a straight face for the for two minutes and then he just couldn't hold it. And he was just amazed at the way Chance the Rapper did it. The, that video is out there somewhere. I recommend it. Um, he and Subban together talking about whatever comes to Chance's mind and Subban going with it, it's really a spectacular video. That's worth your time. I will check that out. I, I had not seen that. But yeah, no, Chance, um, he is dedicated, man. He is dedicated to not just music, but to, uh, you know, being when, when given the opportunity, he does not phone it in. No. All right. Speaking of phoning it in, we have Schuster 19. No, that's not right. We have uh, David Schuster coming up. Now, 
Here is a guy who is all about social distancing when he goes to movies. So I'm interested. I have no. I don't know the answer to this. I've not been given a a heads up because David will never go to a movie theater if he thinks there's going to be ten people in there. He was always into social distancing and making sure that there were fewer. There were never groups of ten people when he saw a movie. I don't know if he saw a movie, and it's interesting in these these sort of lockdown times. The NBA is pause we don't know where it's going to go everybody's got a bunch of ideas and we're just guessing but maybe there's some idea of where the bulls are going to go what they're going to do and the changes that we heard about before and we'll see what might or might not happen so we'll take a break and then in the next hour i i wrote a parody song i followed up on something that was going around the internet that um i want to share it's about chicago sports try to localize it. So we have much planned before we get out of here at 2 o'clock, don't we, Mr. Grody? We do, and I, I believe this is this is pure sarcasm, which we love here from the 618. Oh, Grody met Eddie Vedder? I've never heard that. Well, I'm glad you tuned in today, 618, so that you did hear that, and so you understand the brush with greatness that Saturday Suckage has. Neener, neener, neener. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.